1: Hey, Trojan fans, welcome to a special midweek edition of the Peristyle Podcast with USC head coach Steve Sarkeesian joining us. Coach, I know you're extremely busy with spring football just around the corner, but thanks very much for taking some time today. Anytime. All right, well, let's get into the transition first. You've been around the job for a couple months. How's that transition been for you coming from Washington to USC?
0: It's been great. You know, I have to say that uh, everybody here at SC and the Trojan family has just been amazing. Uh, really welcoming myself, my family, our coaches and their families with open arms. And uh, it's exactly what you what you remember you know, when you leave. just like, how gracious everybody is, how tremendous this university is and supportive. And
1: um, I, I couldn't be more thankful. Now, you were kind of a South Bay guy, I think, the last time you we were down here. Are you still in that area, or have you guys settled in, you got your family all settled in and everything? We, we
0: haven't officially settled in yet, but I think we'll be a South Bay crew again. <laughs> uh, too close to all my, my you know, all my family, my wife's family and everybody. and Plus, it's good living down there, so I think we'll we'll be back down that way.
1: Yeah, it's not too bad down here. I like it a lot. Um, what for you? That you know, there were some challenges at first trying to get the coaching staff together, which you did a great job. And signing day, you know, finishing as strong as you were. What's been the biggest challenge think, since signing day for you getting ready for spring football?
0: Well, I think it's the race for spring football. Quite honestly, it's it's implementing our schemes amongst the staff one, and then getting those schemes you know to, to our players and implementing them with our players. Then there's the physical conditioning aspect of it, of, of getting our players physically prepared for spring practice, bringing along the players that had season-ending injuries and, and different off-season surgeries to get them prepared, uh, and then ultimately the organization of it all, uh, bringing it all together. So um, I, I don't know necessarily if there are challenges, but, but, the, but it's part of the process, and uh, I think it's, it's a great part of the process because it's really starting to lay the foundation of what this program is going to be about.
1: Now, for the winter workouts, uh, Ivan Lewis has taken over the strength program. What's the player's reaction been to to what he's been able to do this winter? They sure
0: seem great. I think the players have really been responsive to to Ivan. Uh, I think we're really trying to focus on their flexibility, uh, their explosiveness, their speed, um, and then ultimately the power. And so I, I really think Ivan's done a nice job. I think there's a real mentality that you have to have. In this day and age of college football, because of all of the up-tempo, which we are one of those teams, conditioning is paramount, uh, not only in the offensive side of the ball, but the defensive side of the ball because of how many opponents we play that are up-tempo teams, no-huddle teams. Conditioning is is a huge factor in college football right now. I think Ivan really recognizes that. I think our players understand that Ivan recognizes that uh, and how important that is to to be a well-conditioned football team but also have the flexibility and the ability to play in space because so much of college football is being played in space right now. That I think Ivan does a great job with all that, and I think the players really understand it, respect it, and are appreciative of it.
1: Now, I know the winter workouts, usually the players will come out, and, and Cody Kessler or whoever the quarterbacks would be would kind of uh, organize these throwing sessions. I know they didn't have the playbook, so it's kind of difficult. They really didn't have that many. I think they only had one or two of those things. But we got to see one of your new players who, when I saw him in high school, played quarterback and cornerback, A. Harris, um, but he looked, looked great out there playing receiver. I know you guys can't watch that kind of stuff, but is that where you plan to have him play? And what did you see that made you think he could be a good receiver in college? Can you tell
0: me a little more about what you saw? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't get to you know we don't get to see these guys. And you know, a Jna is is one of about seven guys that we sign that are really in that athlete mold um, that could probably play a variety of positions. He's a guy that we're going to start out on the offensive side of the ball and see how far he can take that thing on the offensive side of the ball. I love his versatility. I love his playmaking ability. He was such a dynamic player at Crenshaw with the ball in his hands that I think I think we'd be a little bit foolish not to give him that opportunity
1: to have the ball in his hands to go make plays um yeah i can't i don't think i can tell you i don't think that's legal coach i don't want to tell you. I, don't know. We, I know it's not it. <laughs> it. um, do will tell the ncaa okay? yeah no, we don't, no more ncaa <laughs> trouble around here uh the fan experience i you know you've you've brought that back you want the fans to be able to come out and i know the probation doesn't end till june so fans will have to watch from dado field but it was announced i think earlier in this week or, or last week that you know with the spring football schedule and are you expecting a lot of fans to come out there and, and what can they do when they come out to watch practice Well, I'm hopeful they come out.
0: I think you know I've I've thought this all along. I think it's great for our players to have to perform in front of people. So many times you go to closed practices and it's um, it it can get a little bit mundane that way. And so when when you know people are watching, when there's the when the cheers and the oohs and the ahs, I think it's great for the players. And so hopefully we provide a, a practice environment that is exciting for the fans. Um, you know, we'll try to play some good music for them. Believe me, I don't get to choose at all. Some of it comes <laughs> from the players. So I apologize for if anybody disagrees with some of our music that we play out there. But the reality of it is, hopefully it's a great atmosphere. It's one that's, that's alive, that's upbeat. Uh, the coaches are coaching hard and, and coaching well. The players are playing hard and fast, and there's a great deal of energy and enthusiasm. Because... You know, we only get 15 times to go out and practice with these guys until fall camp. So we want to make the most of, of all 15 of them we get our chances.
1: Well, speaking of those 15 practices, starting off on Tuesday, and you guys are going three a week uh, with a, a week off for spring break there. But what are your kind of goals going into spring football? I know you said you don't want to get anyone injured. You don't want a guy out for the season, you know, because they're probably in hard in spring football. But is it, is it really a really chance for you to kind of get to know these guys on the field? That I know you get to know them in the meeting room, but now you get to, to see what they can do with pads on.
0: Without a doubt. And then the implementation of, of our schemes. You know, we'll take the first three days of next week to really install our basic schemes on offense and defense. And then we'll, we'll take spring break off and we'll do the same exact three practices again uh, our, our first three days back after spring break. So really our guys are getting the first six days of basic install of our schemes and our techniques and our fundamentals and the things that are important to our program Uh, In the meantime, we're going to have a huge emphasis on our walkthrough periods because the reality of it is we'll have upwards to almost 20 guys who will either be limited or out for spring practice, and so those walkthroughs are going to be critical for those players uh, in their understanding and their implementation of our scheme so that when they come back in fall camp – uh, they're, they're somewhat accustomed to, to what we're asking them to do. So it's really, it's really a, a two-headed monster. One, it's the healthy players and what they're doing on the field, and then it's the other players that are rehabbing to get themselves healthy to get them prepared as we can
1: mentally for fall camp. So
0: it's really it's really a two-headed
1: monster that way. I think you bring up a good point there. When you're talking about guys being limited or out and going through the walkthroughs, I, think, I don't know if it happens everywhere or it's always happened, but it seems like when guys are injured during practice, they're off doing rehab and not kind of, doing mental reps, I could guess you say during app practices. Is your philosophy a little different? Is it that you want guys there during practice, even though they're injured, they can rehab at a different time? Yeah, much different. I, I think there's gonna be periods in practice that will be designated for those guys that are
0: doing rehab to go do their rehab. When they're teaching periods, when there's periods where we're really teaching, we've slowed everything down, there's a great deal of communication every one of those players is going to be involved in those periods. And so I think that that part's really important that they, that we keep those players engaged, that we keep them focused, that we keep them part of the practice so that they feel part of everything that's going on. And also for them that they're competing to learn to get better and better and better.
1: Uh, There's, A lot of talk about numbers. There were some new numbers that came out. I have Teo Lobendon was going to wear number 55, which has kind of typically been a linebacker spot. There's people talking about a Dory Jackson maybe wearing number five. Any thoughts on – do you have any input on what these numbers are? And Is that something that's important to you, some of the traditional numbers at USC?
0: No, I I do have input on all of them, and I I really have a great deal of respect for all the traditional numbers. I think the reality of it is – the numbers, the numbers that guys wear become great numbers when they play really good, quite honestly, and that's when people uh, you know, love the number for what the number stands for. It's because the guy played well, and I think that we've got some numbers that have been retired here for, for all the right reasons and Heisman's and all those things. We have other numbers that are, are worn by guys that, that feel like they're deserving of that spot. The reality of it is I want all our guys to play great. I want all of our numbers to be cherished, and, and when that happens, that means we're playing really good football.
1: Makes sense. All right. Um, one of the, we looked at the roster when it came out this week with the spring, uh, the spring media guide came out this week. Uh, one player that was missing was Cyrus hobby. So maybe you can kind of give an update on the offensive lineman that no longer is on the team.
0: Yeah. Cyrus is retired from football. Um, just from a variety of, of medical issues. Uh, he's still going to be part of the program. Um, he's going to help us this spring. He'll, he'll be on the field working with us, working with the guys, uh, and hopefully we can keep him around the program this fall as he earns his degree. So um, he, he won't be with us. It's unfortunate. He has, I think he potentially could have had an opportunity or to really earn some, some valuable playing time, but um, our bodies are made at some point to break down, and, and his just isn't cooperating enough with them to – to participate, but he is going to be here uh, with, the, with the football team, which I think is good for him.
1: Um, for 2015 recruiting, it's the first year you guys are going to have 25 scholarships in, in three years, and it, it, it's a good year to happen. I mean, there's, we just saw the rivals' camps from Northern California and Southern California over the weekend, and a lot of talent here in the state of California. And I know you're familiar with a lot of these guys because you've been recruiting the, you know, the whole state hard, but what are, are you looking forward to you know, getting a full class in here? Because it does seem like there's really a lot of talent to choose from.
0: Oh, there really is. I think this is a great year. Uh, it's a great year in California, one of the better years in recent in recent history. Um, I think for us the, the exciting part is that we get to sign a complete class, and the numbers are the numbers, but when you start to divvy up those numbers at the variety of positions and the needs on our roster – uh, I think it's it's good for us that we're really going to get to recruit a complete class, a really complete offensive side of the football class, a defensive side of the football, and then potentially on special teams. So when you have those numbers, it allows for some versatility. It allows for some flexibility to to spread those numbers across the board and really start to develop and build the depth on our roster that I think is needed for longevity. It, it, you know, it's easy to be good for one year, but we, we want to be good for a long, long time. And to do that, you have to develop that depth, and that starts in recruiting, and I really believe that that starts this year for us.
1: Uh, well, we had a few questions, Coach, from the Peristyle, which is our kind of our crazy message board. Um, you got it. You got it. <laughs> well, There's there there a lot of people asking about the physicality of practice, uh, from the difference between spring and fall practice. I know they, there's a lot of criticism on how physical practice should be, but they want to know kind of what your philosophy was going to be for spring and for fall.
0: Well, I think there's a fine line. There's, there's a great deal of balance, and it's about – seeing your team, understanding your team, learning your team, uh, that that the team understands the varying differences in the tempos that we have in each portion of practice. Not every portion of practice is going to be live, tackled to the ground. There's going to be other tempos where it will be wrap-up. There will be other tempos that will be tag-off, where you're just touching the player and allowing him to run. Um, so I think that that's key for our players, to understand the varying tempos at which we're operating at, uh, but, but quite honestly, for us, it's about being smart. It's about every day that we go to individual, our defensive players are working on tackling, whether it's with, with uh, bags and dummies or whether it's against physically against another person so that ultimately that those techniques and fundamentals are taught the right way. Uh, you can learn to tackle really, really well and not have to do it every single day in practice against the offense. You can do it in your individual drills. You can do it as a defense, and I think that that's going to be the big focus for us, as well as on the offensive line, our ability to, to, to get low on guys, to cut guys down on the backside, which is a big component of our offense. So. There's a lot of the, 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 the techniques that are needed need to be taught first before we just go out and start beating each other up, which is which is not the goal. The goal is to be a really technically and fundamentally sound football team, and that's what we'll start to teach come next Tuesday.
1: Uh, there's also several questions on the quarterback position, the competition, and when you, if you had any plans when you knew you were going to name a starter.
0: Well, th- there won't be a deadline. Um, I think, unfortunately, in the way – the way we are in human nature is when you place a deadline on something, we wait to the deadline to make a decision. We'll make a decision on the quarterback on the quarterback position when it feels right, when it feels right to me, uh, when when I convey it to the staff and the staff gives me their response and what they think about it, and we'll move forward. I'm hopeful and I would expect that that will come at some point in the spring. Um, if it doesn't, it doesn't, but I would imagine that
1: it will happen at some point this spring. Um, question from, I think it's for Silva. These are all their usernames on the, on the peristyle, but he was like, what's your, what's your strategy going, going to be as far as the talent and and the timeshare of the ball at running back position? Well, it's it's a unique one.
0: We've got four really talented guys. Um, Justin Davis will be, will be out this spring. So we won't have the luxury of, of handing him the ball, but we do have Buck, uh, Buck Allen. We have Ty Isaac. We will have Trey Madden, um, three really talented backs. So, um, the reality of it is we're going to try to learn the things that they do well and then continue to try to build upon the things that they do well. And then the areas of their game that we think they can improve upon is working with them this spring to improve upon that. Uh, ultimately, it's a great luxury to have. It's, it's an awesome position to be in for us uh, that we have four guys that can run the football the, the way they can, not to mention what Soma can do when he's carrying the ball. So it's a great luxury to have. Uh, I don't want to tip our hand totally on exactly what we're doing offensively, but I think all of these guys will get plenty of opportunities to to, to be successful come Saturday afternoons at the call scene.
1: Now, I know DJ Morgan's been banged up a little bit. Any chance that he would be able to get into the, to the mix in the spring?
0: Uh, he's going to be, he's going to be, uh, out this spring. Uh, DJ is doing a really nice job of of rehabbing to get himself prepared for fall camp. I know he's in a, he's in a really serious mindset. I like the mindset that he's in. He seems really focused on getting back on the field. And, uh, I know DJ. Well, I recruited him coming out of high school. I think he's an extremely talented guy.
1: Uh, and we're hopeful we get him back in the fold as well. Uh, JB Wilson had a question. How much are the numbers on defense going to dictate your strategy on offense?
0: Well, you know, the reality of it is, I think that our defense is is a very talented group. I think that the the addition of now that Delvon Simmons can play this year, uh, Kenny Bigelow is is you know he's he's done with his redshirt year. The addition of Claude Pellin, you know, although we lost George Uko, we added three defensive linemen that can really rotate in that are big bodies, the, the body types that we're looking for. I like the depth at linebacker. Um, and I think with the addition of some of the guys that we signed in the spring that we've got good depth in the defensive backfield as well. So I I don't feel as bad about just sheer numbers on defense. I think it's a talented group. I think it's a group that's probably going to be the strength of our team early on, and uh, that's that's a great place to start. Really good football teams have good defenses, and I think we'll have a great one.
1: Uh, K.S. Davis, he said, USC hasn't won a game when trailing at halftime over the last four seasons. I don't know if you know that, Coach. Um, I did not know that. Yeah. (laughs) What's your philosophy on halftime adjustments? Well,
0: we pride ourselves on it. Um, Last season of the the 12 games, I was the head coach at the University of Washington. 11 of the 12 games that we came out of halftime, we scored a touchdown on our first drive in the second half. Uh, The one game that we didn't uh, quite, you know, ironically, was Idaho State, and I think we were up. Forty-nine to nothing, or something. So, the, the the reality of it is, you know, our staff. I have a great deal of respect for our staff and the work that they do um, in game. The in game adjustments, the ability to come in at halftime um, and and put a plan together for our guys that they can understand and go out and really execute at a high level. So, uh, we we put a lot of emphasis on on halftime adjustments, and um, I think that we'll continue to do that here. You know, I think that our guys will go out and play great football in the second half. All right, we got two more quick ones. If you have a couple minutes left, yeah, you, okay, you got uh, 8-3 it. Okay, eight
1: three wants to know what some of Venukus and Jaleel Pinner's job descriptions going to be.
0: Well, they're 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 fullbacks in, in our system. Um, what we've done a little bit different. Our fullbacks um, really are are in the same family as our tight ends, essentially, in that we do a lot of two tights formations or a tight end and a fullback type stuff, and so that that fullback position. Um, we, we lump them together in a sense that they meet together. So they meet with the tight ends because a lot of their techniques, a lot of their fundamentals uh, are very similar to what the tight end does. So many times we just view the tight end as a guy with, a, with his hand in the ground next to the tackle. Well, they're moving in the backfield. They're aligned in the backfield. So those guys do a lot of the same thing. So our fullbacks will be meeting with, with Marcus Tuiasasopo, who also coaches – are tight ends and I think both Jaleel and Soma are very versatile players they're athletic they have good hands they can run the ball they can catch the ball they're obviously both very physical guys and uh we're going to rely on both those guys to have a big impact on this football
1: team in the fall yeah Soma if seems like he's kind of stepped up in a leadership role as well over the last year
0: he really does I think Soma is very well respected in the locker room um you know, he's a guy that uh Uh, I think his play speaks louder than his words at times. You know, he's a guy, when he goes on the field, uh, he does his job, he does it well, whether it's on offense or on special teams. Uh, And I think he's really earned a lot of respect of his teammates that way.
1: And last one, Central Valley Trojan, he's probably very concerned about the Fresno State game being from the Central Valley, but uh, he says, it's beginning to appear that our hopes for 2014 are uh, going to revolve around the competency of our offensive line. Do we have the bodies to make this a competitive unit?
0: Well, I, I think we do. Uh, I think that uh, you know we've got some nice leadership. When you think about Chad Wheeler coming back, Max Turret coming back, uh, obviously uh, we need to get Andre Walker healthy. Uh, the development of some of our younger players, the Khalil Rogers of the world. Um, you know, Toa Lovandon's already on campus. Damian Mama getting here. Viani, all these guys. So I think that we'll have the depth in place. It's about it's about getting the continuity right. It's about understanding our schemes, uh, developing the the techniques and the fundamentals needed uh, to be successful when we get on the football field come August. And so uh, I think Tim Drevno is an excellent offensive line coach. He's a guy that I've had a great deal of respect for for the last 10 years as he's worked his way through the profession. And I think that we're really going to
1: reap the benefits of having Tim on staff with us. All right. Well, Coach, I know you're real busy getting ready for spring football, so thanks for taking a few minutes out of your day to give the fans a little preview of what they can expect coming on Tuesday. All right, Ryan. Anytime, buddy. Thanks a lot. Fight right. on. See ya. Thank you, Coach, and everyone else. Thank you very much for tuning in to the Peristyle Podcast. Back to our regular times on Monday. We just wanted to give you a special Peristyle Podcast this week with USC head coach Steve Sarkeesian.